0: And we continue on the Cincinnati Children's High School Football Tonight Show. See, I got it that time, You're Greg. Good. I'm, I'm struggling to the finish. I'm limping to the finish line. It's Ooh. been a long 16 weeks, my friend. <laughs> oh. But we are joined now by another longtime friend, somebody I have, uh, have worked with for many years covering the Bearcats, and uh, he has now his own uh, website, DB Huddle. He also does the first star logistics game of the week. My friend, Dave Burke. What's going on, Dave? How are you?
1: Chat,
0: always a pleasure to talk to you and Greg. Yep,
2: Dave. It's uh, been another great year. And, you know, one of the things I got to watch you a couple times on the first star logistic game of the week. And I'm going to go right out of the box with you, talk a little recruiting here. Um, you saw you saw a couple of these quarterbacks this year Chase Crone, uh, Drew Novak. Um, and then I don't know if you got to see the kid up in Springfield, Shondelmeyer, or not. But three incredibly good, well, even Will Coker, if you can throw him in there, but three really good high school or four good high school quarterbacks that don't have FBS offers. What do you see from those guys? And why do you think nobody's offered them?
1: Oh man. One, it's a crime. Yeah. It's a major crime. This is happening, but that's what's changed in the college football recruiting landscape is, and Chad will tell you the transfer portal. uh, Why, why do I want to go and recruit a high school quarterback when my job may be on the line And I can plug and play a guy who has some experience from the college level. Because if you look this week, how many quarterbacks into the portal, um, why would I take a high school kid that I have to develop? And that's a sad part of the state of college football right now. It's not about developing talent. What made Luke Fickle successful at the University of Cincinnati and and Mark D'Antonio and the Brian Kellys was developing talent that they recruited, not getting transfers. Yeah. You can get a transfer here and there, but if you're going to rely on your whole program being based on the transfer portal, you're going to have uh, up and down uh, road of a success. And, and you can look at Michigan state, they had great success out of the portal here the other year. And then all of a sudden, boom, got hit smacked in the face when some of the guys they brought in from the portal didn't pan out as well as the previous ones. So, but I, it's a crime. Drew Novak, man, I've seen I go back twenty years of seeing high school quarterbacks develop. And the guy that I compare Novak to is Tony Pike. And Novak is a better athlete than Tony Pike was at the same stage. Um, a lot of the knocks that Tony Pike had was basically he was a shotgun, throw at first quarterback. And I think a lot of people you have to really look at Novak that he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. Now, here's the thing I think college coaches don't know about Novak. He just turned 17 in oh, September. Wow. Yeah, so he, he's young. Yep. He's young. And I think sometimes I, I talked to a college coach recently about him, and they said, well, we kind of thought he was kind of immature. Well, here's the thing. He just turned 17 and they didn't know it. They mm. didn't know it. And they go, well that answers that. Um but I, I think the kid has the talent to play at the Division One level. and But he, he's not going to go right in and, and, and give you that instant gratification. He He's going to be a guy that a couple years down the road is going to develop. And I think uh, if we talk about Cincinnati Bearcats fans, Evan Prater, good example. All the talent in the world, but you still got to get on the field. It's different from going from high school to that college level. Um, and then the kid at Springfield who transferred uh, from Arcanum um, uh, is having a, a great season, putting together numbers for a great career. Um, you got to hope that, you know, maybe someone sees him in the state championship game and he has a big game there. And someone goes, man, I can win with that guy. Um, Elder has a senior quarterback, first-year starter. I mean, there were so many kids. But it, like I said, the portal has really hurt high school football players in the recruiting process.
0: Two things. One, Tony's just next door, so I'm going to go get him, (laughs) and we're going to tell him that Drew Novak is better than him.
2: I'll tell you, Drew has a better set of legs than Tony ever had. I mean, he he can run the football now.
0: Two, um, well, every time Tony tried to run it, somebody hit him and he broke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's fragile, I think they call it. Uh, Two, I think the number was half, Dave. I think uh, right at half of... The Division One starters to start this season at quarterback or transfers.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 Chad. You and I have covered college football for many years, and it's kind of sad to see. And I understand why. I mean, we look at the money being paid to these coaches. We look at you know how quickly uh, a university is willing to get rid of a coach now and you can't blame the coaches. Right. They just know they have they have to win and they have to win big or they're going to be let
0: go. My favorite and, I think my favorite line Dave was from Mick Cronin who used to say every every October they tie you to the tracks and you have to get untied by April because the train's coming.
2: Exactly. It's just that's just nuts. stuff. And you know, I think at one time it used to be uh, there was like about 120 125 quarterbacks per year that get FBS offers. And they said something like only 25 of those would, would finish their career where they started. Right. You know, a guy like chase Wolf, who's been at Wisconsin for five years and sitting on the bench. That's very, very rare. So, uh, you know, and then again, uh, it just, quarterbacks just such a weird position as far as, is who gets, who, who, who likes who, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think like you, I, I think Novak sh- should be having some sort of offer somewhere. He's, Just, I mean, he's got so many things going for him.
1: Yeah, my advice to him, if if no one comes in as far as a D1 school with an offer, go to a prep school or go to a Juco for a year. And get another age, you'll be 18 by next fall, and your body's going to change some more. You're going to get a little thicker and so forth, just natural maturity. And let that process start all over again. Uh, because, you know, and I, I think a lot of people, and, I, and we'll, we'll use the guy that everybody in Cincinnati knows, Joe Burrow. And I covered Joe Burrow's recruitment from the time before it even got started. And er, the, the, the knock on Joe Burrow early on was small school, offense is geared just to play, to, to facilitate his ability, uh, plays no competition. And I think Drew Novak gets that a little bit. Mm. And you've got to take that away. When I went and evaluated Joe Burrow, um he he I tell people all the time, Scott Reed, as you guys know Scott oh, yeah. Reed, good friend of mine. Yeah. Scott was with me. And the night we went and saw Joe Burrow play. And I we walked away and I said, best high school quarterback I've evaluated. And they lost the game. But he he, he was doing things that we see now and take for granted in the multiple progressions that you just don't see out of high school quarterbacks. And then the other part was the athletic ability because he also lined up and played some cornerback in the game I saw him play and he showed his toughness.
2: Yeah, and I was uh, anybody
1: who goes and sees Drew, Drew Novak play, that kid's tough.
2: Yeah, I I I will never forget I was at uh I had just gone up gotten into Columbus and I think it was yeah, it was Columbus at the time for the state finals and and Burrow had played that Thursday night game and it was against Toledo Central Catholic and it was the uh, I don't know, gosh, a couple overtimes and I, as soon as I walked up to the press box, all the guys that were there the night before were talking about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Have you seen Joe Burrow? This kid's going to Ohio State. Nobody knew who he was until that game. And, uh, boy, he sure well, it I made did, a difference. I wrote about him
1: a year before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, you know, and I, and I look at, it's funny because you talk about Novak going to a JUCO. I was like, you know, he's going to end up on the same sort of path that Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills did. He's going to have to go. Play a couple years at a, a JUCO before there were, he gets the opportunity.
0: There were actually some rumblings, Dave, and this probably won't surprise you. UC was was trying to to get Drews a walk on before everything blew up on Sunday.
1: Well, I mean, Tony Pike was a gray shirt. That's what. I'm so, yeah. People it, don't Tony Pike about. was
0: in college for 14 years. Yeah. He still didn't did, well, get did a degree. It. I don't think.
1: That's it. <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> I won't even go there, Chad. <laughs> Here's the thing: I mean, people don't people just see what they see on Saturdays. They don't see all the stuff that goes behind the scenes. And Tony Pike was not Brian Kelly's favorite guy, by no means. But I, I tell kids all the time, and when it comes to getting playing time at the college level. You just better be ready when your number is called, because yep. you may only get one opportunity to grab it.
0: Well, Brian, you, you know as, as well as I do. Brian told Tony, "You better get it together, or we're going to need your scholarship gone. at the end of this year."
1: Exactly, and people don't understand that. That I mean, that's exactly what he was told. And Dustin said, bless his heart, went out, and breaks his leg. Yep, and the rest of the rest becomes history, and it just. And Tony grabbed it and, the, you know, and he ends up being a kid that no one wanted to offer. And Mark D'Antonio brought him in on a gray shirt. Yep. And if, for those who, out there who don't understand gray shirt is basically you delay entry. You come in the following basically January before you count against whatever scholarship they want to count you against. If they want to count you against the, the previous year or something happened or the, the, the year going forward. And that's what I would, if I was Cincinnati or if I was, you know, any of these Mac schools, I'd be doing that with Drew
2: Novak in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Excellent so. stuff. Yeah. No. Hey. One more thing before we let you go. We got Dave Burke here from dbhuddle.com. And and uh, Dave, uh, anybody else this this season that you've seen that you really like and and uh, stood out to you um, that on uh, that you've seen.
1: Well, I tell say there's always talent in Southwest Ohio. And, and and it's it's even creeping over now even more in Northern Kentucky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's a, there's a bunch of kids and it looks most of the recruiting is done as far as the class of twenty twenty three. So let's talk about quickly some twenty twenty four guys. One everybody knows about Jordan Marshall, legit talent, great running back. Has a you know he stays healthy, his future is very extremely bright. Uh, you get into. Uh, the Winsky brothers, the twins up at CHCA. Oh. Uh, you're talking about those those guys people don't know about. I saw them play two years, two seasons ago, and I I loved what I saw. They were, they're they're raw. They got a lot of work to do, but you're looking at both like six five, six, six in that range, that two eighty, three hundred pound offensive lineman that can bend, can move. Uh, there's Kilver Wilmington, Chris Stewart, I really like. He's another six five, two seventy O lineman. You've got Rudolph, uh over at uh, Taft. You've got Javon Hammonds of at Wayne High School in the Dayton yeah. area. Ted Ted Hammond at St. X is a major power five guy who what I love about Ted Hammonds is he's a swimmer. He was a swimmer.
2: Oh, I and did not know those that.
1: Guys. He's, he's one of those guys that you know you gotta really look at because he I think he's being recruited mostly as a defensive lineman. But there's a guy when you look at it 6'5", six five, six two sixty, two seventy, two eighty, and what should be do that. I mean, you may have someone say, "Hey, we'll bring you into the lineman, in, but if it doesn't work out, we're moving you over to O-line because he's that athletic and that that type of body frame. That's a guy who ends up playing on Sundays because he's super athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, you you get into Noah Beck at Saint you get into Jacob Asbeck at Lakota West. That that Tom Bolden has got talent, as we know, and it's it's not going to go away. Um, so I mean, there's so many guys." Um, Oh, go across the river. Willie Rodriguez, Covington Catholic, is yes. a major, major talent. He just got his first scholarship offer yesterday from Chuck Martin and the Red Hawks. But I also know that Pat, uh, Pat uh, Washington out there on the West Coast is really high on him. I know that a lot of different schools in the Midwest are really looking at this kid. I think he's going to be one of those guys who really kind of gets a uh, a big bump once we get this class. Go through that first signing period as Chad knows usually right as soon as people are signed that national letter of intent, they're they're throwing out offers left and right mm-hmm. on the next class.
0: And he's gonna be one of those guys. Dave, did you see Austin Austin Alexander at all? I have not. You know who he is? No. It's it's Sean's nephew. He's a gotcha. he's at Cooper, 6'4, 220-pound defensive end already.
1: Yeah, I did. I did not see him. Put another him on your list. Sean That's your first
0: star there, 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 game over in Kentucky next year. Get that Cooper game
2: on there because this kid's something else. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, and here's an, another tie to Sean Alexander is Maddox Arnold, who's a sophomore right now at Elder. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, and that kid, that kid has got a bright future. I mean, we start getting into the, you know, the, 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 as we know. I mean, I'll tell you another kid to watch in that sophomore class. Cage Payne of Kings. Oh, do not know him. Offensive lineman. His dad is BJ Payne, who is a longtime Ohio high school football coach. who Now has been coaching several years at Hilton Head High School down in in, in the Carolinas.
0: And uh, Cage. Oh, wait, uh, that's the guy that came up for camp every year, right? Comes up every year. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, no. Yeah, I remember that kid when he was like eight. Yeah. And running around with his dad at football camps in the summer. Exactly. Wow.
1: So, Kate, Kate, Kate and his mom live here in the Cincinnati area. He goes to Kings. But his dad, you know, and, and BJ's a character. Because BJ used to be a WWE wrestler.
0: Yeah.
1: And I played at Mount Union. Maslin guy. I mean, just an interesting dude. Him and I, the first time we met, we butted heads. He had a guy that he really liked. So I was a Big Ten guy. I said, no, nah, he's a Mac kid. Yes. And in the end... He was a Matt kid, and we, we've built a great friendship over the years. Um, you know, I think one of the things, everyone's going to be talking about Chase Herbstring. and the kid's tough. I'll say that. But he's got a lot of work to do on the quarterback stuff. I really like the O'Malley kid at St. X. That's the junior who's going to be a senior. Uh, I really liked what he showed. Uh, and then he had a concussion, and it just kind of got, got away from him being the guy for St. X. And, and they had a rough year. They had some struggles this year, but the talent, as always, um, man, there is so much talent in Southwest Ohio. We go from Springfield, you know, down to the river, and then, like I said, even to get across the river. And there's some guys. I don't do as much in Indiana uh, as Greg as you guys do, uh, but there's some talent over there as well. Some great teams. But I mean, it's it's what I love about living where I'm, where we're at. Yeah. And we get a lot of great high school football. And, I, I, and I, a lot of that is the credit goes to some of the great high school football coaches that this area has. And I, I will put the group of coaches in Southwest Ohio up against anywhere in the country, because I think they do just a super job uh, of developing kids and talent. You know, we talk about the Steve Specs and the Doug Ramseys, and you get into Tom Bolden. And, I mean, it can go on and up here in the Dayton area, you've got, uh Coach because you got Mo Douglas. Look, I'm ta- hey, let me ask you this, Greg. Yep. When you look at success of a program over the last 10, 12 years, whatever it may be, Mo Douglas, Maurice Douglas has to be considered the top coach. He's huh. taken with madison he won state titles with Troutwood-Madison, took them to multiple state championship games, and look what he's done at
2: Springfield, oh yeah, I, I I love Mo. I think his teams are great. and he you know he told me last Friday night he's going to be a running football team next year, which is be exciting. and he's always got talent and he he gets the most out of those talents of those kids. and uh, I agree with you. I mean, this is his sixth state t- championship game he's be co- he'll be coaching in in the last twelve years. So uh, you can say what you will. He's one of the best there is. and um I, I think it's a good way to end it right there talking about all these great coaches and Dave, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, boy, we'll do this again next year before the season starts. Cause it's always fun.
1: Sounds good, man. Always great talking to Chad. Uh, we could, we could probably talk all day with what's going on at UC <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm sure Chad, I've, I've lived that life going through the D'Antonio change to Kelly, Kelly to Jones, Jones to Tuberville, Tuberville to pickle. I mean, it, it, it's, his his life's hell right now. To be honest with you, I always joke, Dave,
0: that that I'm the most experienced coaching change cover like a coverage guy in the country. Nobody's done yeah. it more than me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm you. are right it, there. But it's good. It's good for. I mean, I've seen it. Um, and, and, and Chad, I, I I I tell everybody this. You know, when, when you cover a college team, that that is not an easy job, and people think oh they see saturday. it's like i tell about players you see saturday and uh people who cover a team they don't see you at the tuesday press conference they don't see you at the w- tuesday practice wednesday practice they don't see you at the game uh 2 hours before it kicks off and 3 hours after it's it's finished. still in the press box pounding away putting out content and then add in all the recruiting aspects which what fans want to know about uh that that's just i mean it's just just crazy but uh Keep, keep doing what you do, brother.
0: Appreciate you. It was great hearing from you again, man. It's been too long. Hopefully, we will uh, cross paths soon.
1: Yeah. And Greg, hey, you guys do a great job. There's so much we could talk about. We didn't yep. get really talk about the 2023 guys that are just, I mean, what a career by C.J. Hester.
2: Yep. Yep. Good stuff, Dave. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll get into it. Uh, always great stuff from you. And uh, check him out on dbhuddle.com. Dave does some good stuff. There's some really good articles up there, guys, and, uh Dave, happy holidays, and we'll we'll talk to you down the road, brother.
0: Same to you guys. Thank you. All, right, All you. right. There you go. Dave Burke, dbhuddle.com. Let's take a break. We'll talk about some games when we get back after this. Cincinnati Children's Tri-State Football Tonight right here on ESPN 1530, Fox Sports 1360.